Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, David, we are back for number three. Yes. And the funny thing is number three of what? We don't even have a name for this podcast yet. No, and I think <laughs> I think we've got someone very creative on the line to help us out. Yeah, and today we've got Susan Holt here. And how about, David, why don't you do a quick introduction, Susan, before we pull her into the, uh, the quote-unquote sauna hotbox here. Hotbox, boiling point. We're not sure what we're calling it. Susan, you can help us out. You're the first person we actually have done an interview with that hasn't been with us in this uh, this soundproof booth here. So, well, well, Greg will describe it shortly, but you're on the line with us, and you and I got to know each other, I guess it would have been a year ago, um, and I had a chance to interview you, and Susan's uh, Susan Holt is the CEO and president of the New, Brun- New Brunswick Business Council, and, um, and maybe... Susan, we can throw it over to you, and you can tell us a little bit about what the Business Council does and your mandate and who you are. If, if Could we throw it over to you to do that? Yeah, certainly. Uh, thanks, Dave, and thanks, Greg, for the invitation to come and chat. Um, for those of your listeners who are not familiar with the New Brunswick Business Council, it is a private organization of um, some of the largest or what we call most economically significant enterprises in New Brunswick, led by people who are passionate New Brunswickers. So I have 26 CEOs and leaders that come together uh, a number of times a year with the goal of trying to uh, really help make New Brunswick a great place to to live, to work, to start a business. Uh, We want to see both our economy and our society develop here in New Brunswick. And um, we think that uh, these these passionate New Brunswickers who have been successful in business can contribute to that. Most of what we spend our time doing is supporting entrepreneurs. Uh, And I can can talk more about that in detail if you like, or maybe you can go check out Dave's uh, podcast (laughs) or interview where we talked about some of it. Yeah. um, and me personally, I'm a, I'm a longtime New Brunswicker who uh, grew up here in Fredericton and returned home so five or six years ago uh, and love this place and similarly want to see it uh, thrive and grow. Well, and one of the things that I that I picked up on when before we met was the uh, the idea that you're the, like a tireless champion of entrepreneurs. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. And, and that's the other part about what we're doing here is every single person we've had as a guest so far has been very similar to that. They've been yes. champions and passionate champions of entrepreneurship. Give us, uh, I guess, for people that are listening to this, can you give us like a profile of the people, you know, some of the individuals that would sit on or I guess the typical individual that sit on the business council? Yeah, so we we describe them as leaders of economically significant enterprises. That is to say, companies that either have a large employee footprint, a large GDP contribution, or are doing something large in their sector. They're world leaders, that sort of thing. So to name a few, you know, Wes Armour from Armour Transport, Andrew Oland from Moosehead Breweries, Andrea Fonecki's from Remsoft, Karen Sheriff from Bell Alliant, Jerry Pond from East Valley Ventures, Gordy Lavoie from Sunny Corner Enterprises, Allison McCain from McCain Foods, Francis McGuire from Major Drilling, lots of really dynamic, successful, thoughtful entrepreneurs and leaders. I haven't mentioned we have two university presidents as well who really enrich our discussions with their point of view um, from the University of Moncton, Raymond Belge, and from uh, the University of New Brunswick, Eddie Campbell. 
Um, so it's a it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but the thing that connects the dots is that all of these people want to see New Brunswick succeed and have a perspective on how they've run large enterprises for success. That's yeah. I think this is this is one of the most unique things that we have in New Brunswick. I find is this passionate group of iconic business people, and a lot of them are iconic family businesses as well, which mm-hmm. I really think is unique uh, in New Brunswick. And with that family uh, heritage that we have, I think it's only natural that the the business council is there wanting to encourage entrepreneurship and leadership. And one of the neat things that I uh, picked up from your last uh, Leadership Unleashed interview that you did with David was, uh, was your challenge to entrepreneurs to take risks. And you know, that's a big, scary thing for most mm-hmm. people, and it's a big, scary thing for entrepreneurs, but I, I feel that entrepreneurs are very much uh, the same people who like jumping off cliffs, off waterfalls, and the same type of people who uh, like extreme sports. You know, risk-taking is yeah. uh, is so ingrained with, with those of us who are willing to put it on, on a line uh, and who are prepared for failure and also prepared for big wins. Uh, love to hear a little bit of your insight and maybe uh, a little bit of the insight of the Business Council on how important is it for us to support risk and also support failure as well? Uh, I think those two things go hand in hand. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right that there is a common thread with most entrepreneurs that they have an appetite for risk because that's really what it takes to start a business or start a new business. What we also want to see is that continued risk-taking behavior because sometimes you can grow a business to a certain size and it gets comfortable and it's running pretty well and uh, maybe your appetite for risk decreases a little bit. But if we want to continue to grow and revitalize our economy, it is that that ongoing sort of push for growth and risk taking that's going to continue to grow our province. And that can be really scary when you have a base of employees to support and families, payroll to meet. Um, so, so building a supportive community where people understand uh, and, and can experience that failure is not the end, that failure is something that everybody goes through, that you can bounce back from, that the community will rally around you and support your next venture uh, or support the big risks that you're about to take and try and help you be successful in that maybe makes it a little more palatable to go and, and take that second jump or the third jump or the fifth jump or whatever whatever it is that you need to do to continue to grow your business. So, like, we really want to encourage entrepreneurship in our region, right? And I'm wondering what what is happening with the Business Council and, you know, and as part of your mandate to encourage people that might be sitting on the edge and considering, you know, taking a, a leap and, and maybe, you know, starting a tech company or mm. or maybe taking over a family-run business. Like, what, what, what kind of support can they expect from the Business Council? Yeah, there's a couple things that we do tangibly, um, you know, in, in, a, in a sort of programmatic way. So one of them is, a, is what we built called an early adopters team. Every member of the business council, plus a couple other companies, McGinnis Coopers, T4G, the city of Fredericton even, have signed on to be early adopters for people who have a new product or a new service and they need that first customer or a beta environment to try and test their idea and make sure it works before they fly off to Shanghai and sell it to their dream company, dream customer. Um, so these companies are committed to, you know, meeting CEO to CEO, looking at the fit and helping give them a place to test um, test out their product or their idea. 
um, which will hopefully get them to market faster. Um, so that's something that the council has been doing now for about a year. We've had 16 or 17 different early adopter companies come through and connect with appropriate business council and early adopter team members to uh, to to try the product in a real life environment mm-hmm. um, and and make sure that they can just hone it and make it as great as it can be to take out to the to the broader marketplace. Nice. Another. Another thing that we do is something we call the council passport service. So that's less oriented towards a brand new, I have an idea and I'm not out of my garage yet, and more towards someone whose big leap is outside of our borders. They're ready to take their product outside of maybe a local customer base and export it uh, and want to talk to folks who have been doing business all over the world in order to get some advice, support, counsel on uh, the best way to do that or how to overcome whatever challenge they might be facing in Mexico or in you know South Africa or wherever they might be headed. Uh, so we dedicate time in every one of our meetings to just to chat with those entrepreneurs about that particular challenge and offer them our sort of experienced view from being there and having done it or our Rolodex of contacts for whomever might be the best partner in that uh, in that country or that marketplace that we could connect them to, again, just to help them find success faster uh, and, and have a better, better chance at it. How do, how, do they, how do people learn more about this, Susan? Well, there's information about it on our website. So if you go to the New Brunswick Business Council site, which is nbbc-cenb.ca, there's a section called Our Work, and you can see links to the Council Passport Service page, the Early Adopters Team page, and then there's also a page about our Meals with Moguls program, which is really for anybody who has an entrepreneurial bent who wants to come and have breakfast with us and wants to learn, I guess, that these successful leaders of large enterprise are just like you and me. Uh, They are, you know, they're New Brunswickers, they're people who sometimes started small or know the challenges of trying to meet payroll or trying to drum up sales. And we do that just to build the community uh, of entrepreneurs and and the supportive spirit. So all of that's on our website. Um, Susan, do you think this is unique? Uh, A lot of our listeners will be from all around the world listening to this podcast naturally. (laughs) So yes, this is, this is Atlantic Canadian centric. Uh, We are in New Brunswick right now. Am I wrong to think that this is unique, that we have this, this real spirit of, uh, of collaboration and mentorship? Uh, and I, I do recognize, of course, that this is a global phenomenon with entrepreneurs, but do we have something special here and why? And like, why does the Business Council want to invest back into the community besides the fact that we all want to make sure we have a bright economic future? But, you know, is it unique and, you know, what's the motivation for, for this? You know, I think it might, it is a little something that's in our DNA, um, that as Maritimers, as New Brunswickers, we, you know, we're really sort of conscious of our neighbors uh, and our family and want to sort of give back and support. And that's easy to do when you see the same people at the grocery store and on the street and that kind of thing. Um, so there is a connectedness um, and, a, and a sense of sort of responsibility for your neighbors here um, that maybe is a little diluted in a larger city where anonymity can set in. Um, Certainly the Business Council as an organization, there's only a couple other organizations like ours across Canada. Um, 
And, and similarly, those organizations are, are almost more focused externally at a government audience or, or putting a point of view out. Um, but I also think there are great entrepreneurs looking to support other great entrepreneurs all over the world. Uh, I think it just happens that we have a tight little cluster of passionate folks who are well-connected to their neighbors and want to support each other um, here. So it's, I think it's a little bit of DNA. It's a bit of maritime culture. Um and, and I think it's one of the things that makes us a really special place to live and do business. Absolutely. Um, I got a question for you around, you know, the business council itself. The people that sit around the table, you know, your job is to try to um, corral them, I would think, on some level, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got a lot of strong personalities. Um, Greg and I would know some of the people there, fair, actually a fair, fair bit of yep. the fair yeah. amount of the council. Um, you know, in the, in the time you've been there, what's the best piece of advice you've got? Oh, gosh. Um, best piece of advice is so many. I mean, I'm, I'm so fortunate to get to work with these 26 individuals because they each have a lot of insight and wisdom to share. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's almost an embarrassment of riches trying to figure out, you know, which might be that one piece of advice that's, that's stickiest. But the, the stuff that resonates the most with me mm-hmm. is when I am pushed by my members to be bold, hmm. you know, to, to really go for it because it can be challenging with 26 strong different points of view um, to, to pick the one that most resonates rather than the one that is most common, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, the way each of these folks have been successful is that they've found a product or a solution that they can be passionate about and they can drive in bold and ambitious ways. And so they challenge me to do the same thing with the organization. Well, and I'm guessing that part of being bold is coming up with programs that are, you know, like you said, tangible, like the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the programs you outlined earlier. Um, so what are you learning um, just about, you know, the kind of personalities in the room? Like, I think, you know, when we hear some of those names, for, especially for people in this region, you know, um, th- there's that iconic kind of status. But you're sitting around, you know, a table with them. What are you, what are you learning about the individuals as people? Uh- well, you know, as people, they're all different. I think it's it's really clear when you sit with this group that almost anybody can be a successful entrepreneur. There is not one mold um, hmm. because each of these folks are successful in their own right, and they are vastly different in their strengths and in their approaches. Um, but each of them have found success working their strengths and building teams around them that balance those out. And, uh, and so I think... Yeah, they, they, they all have families that they care deeply about um, and neighbors that they care deeply about and values that are core to how they make decisions. So that would be the common thread, I guess. And they're all, I would say, generally optimists. Hmm. Um, there's, there's, a, there's an underlying sense of optimism that, you know, with a little effort um, and some, some hard work that you can make a company successful, that we could make this province more successful, that that even among the most difficult of economic times, there's an undercurrent of optimism that is persistent with this group. Um, I love that, Susan, because uh, I was born optimistic. I don't know if that's a strength or, <laughs> or if, it's a, if it's a weakness, but uh, I don't know how to, how to take the negative. And uh, I feel that if I was, you know, if I was enveloped by the, the, the headlines of the news and the, the state of our economy and, and all this, I don't know if I could be in business today right now. So I'm just wondering, how do we as a community... Uh, really propel our good news stories, and uh, you know certainly from the, the the business council perspective, 
they really want to share good news stories. And we've got a ton of them here in Atlanta, Canada and in New Brunswick. What can we do better? Because, you know, and I do I do feel that the, the print media, for example, is actually doing a pretty good job in our region supporting uh, great startup stories and, and successes. But what can we do collectively as a community? So when you go to the grocery store, people are talking about that that great startup that just sold or, you know, isn't it amazing that these people are exporting to this country? And what, what, what's some of your advice in that uh, Yeah, you know what? It's a really timely question, Greg, because I was literally just speaking with someone over breakfast about that today, about if we want to build a climate uh, for further investment here in New Brunswick, um, we need to inspire confidence in both our consumers and our entrepreneurs. And some of that comes from really, you know, talking up the positive stories and and the opportunities as much as we can. I think some of that is is simply persistence. Uh, You know, the, the more that we do it and the more that we all do it for each other, so it's one thing for, you know, Company X to put out a press release to say, great news, we've, you know, partnered with Organization X or secured new customer Y. Um, then the rest of us need to grab onto that and echo it and retweet it and share it with our families and then do it again the next day for the next piece of good news and do it again the next day. And that takes, you know, discipline because all of us have you know, our own personal things going on. We're all looking at balancing our own, you know, checkbooks and credit cards and worrying about the health of our family members or the education of our kids. And, you know, it it takes a persistent um, community effort to want to share and tell the the great stories of success every time they happen. And, you know, a piece of that, I think, is it it requires being bold, too. Mm. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned in an interview, and I thought, and it's interesting because Greg and I are talking to you, um, trying to share the story of, you know, what you're doing and the business council's doing and what entrepreneurs are doing. One of the things we talked about is that, you know, this idea that that we can be better storytellers. Mm-hmm. We can tell mm-hmm. our story better and and not, not be embarrassed by our stories. And, uh, you know, I just think of what some of the work Greg does is that's his job, is to get that story out there. And part of my mandate even just with this column is to share stories within the community. But I, we, I, we'd like to take it beyond the borders mm-hmm. and have people sharing their stories, you know, proudly and loudly. And I, th- I think that that's a part of what our mission is for doing this podcast. I mean, Dave and I get together for an hour a week and, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't have a business model around this this podcast. We just want to help amplify the stories of, uh, of Atlantic Canadian business leaders. But the interesting challenge, not challenge, but the, the ch- I guess it is a challenge that we have for ourselves is we want to tell stories um, from the guests that we have on this podcast that will be relevant to people in the U.S. and the U.K. and Australia and Japan everywhere because mm-hmm. we have we have stories here that do relate mm-hmm. uh, that are relevant to people all over and uh, I would like to think that what we're doing here right now is just a small part of helping that amplification process and I would suggest like Susan like you had a challenge to entrepreneurs um, in uh, in Dave's article that you had. I think our challenge today will be make that extra time to share other people's success stories because mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it truly is a discipline. And you know, keep your eyes open for those good stories and throw it out on on, on your networks. So I'd like I'd like to put Susan on the spot here if I can. Yeah, love that, um, <laughs> Susan. Whose story should we? Or what are some stories we should be sharing that are really relevant right now that just need to be amplified? Well, I mean, there was a great one yesterday, a a company here in Fredericton, Jeff Thompson's uh, IT Startup User Events, which is acquired by LiveOps. It's an excellent partnership. It's a 
it's going to involve in result in an investment here in Fredericton that the R&D team and all of the staff from user events are going to now be part of a larger and more international R&D organization with LiveOps and um, that's a big win uh, for, for the IT community, for Jeff uh, it's, and he keeps going. I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do next. There's mm-hmm. one. Um, so, And there's, there's many more. I think if we put the call out via this podcast to say the people should inundate Greg and Dave with every story of success that they come across that you guys will have podcasts lined up for the next three years. I, like I think it. because there there is there's so much out there and it just takes a minute to say hey this is this is happening you know I, I was part of the UNB's um, Apex business plan competition last week and met the most amazing young people who are in university who are building businesses the gentleman who won the awards from a company called KRG Racing out of Kingston has built a, a product for Olympians to help improve their sports performance through uh-huh. balance and and he's already got customers and he's signed on with gyms and he has endorsements from Adam Vancouver did and he's doing all this while he's graduating from a a degree program and it was just really exciting to capture his energy and see what he's building another young woman creating an e-staff match company uh, that uh, helps the hospitality industry find event staff for large events in a much more efficient and low-cost way leveraging technology and she's building that and in Ontario these I mean these are all stories of success I don't know if you just want people from our backyard but I think it was a success Mm. that these amazing young university-based entrepreneurs were here in Fredericton sharing their energy and their passion for their business idea with people from our community and and people from our um our our universities so there's yeah lots of exciting stuff happening every day and and i think if you put out the call you guys will be well uh well programmed for the next long while (laughs) well i'm hearing a new challenge from susan holt i like it i I think this will be a good one because it's gonna gonna make our our uh, successful podcast even that much more successful there we go yeah and and we're we're, we're cheating a little bit here susan because what we're doing is we're getting at least six podcasts in the can before we release it onto itunes because when someone subscribes to a podcast you don't want to lose them because there's not enough follow-up episodes so we're really in virgin territory here which is awesome and once we release this thing we really want uh, this podcast to become a resource for everybody to be able to tell their stories so thank you for that encouragement and inspiration and just one really quick last story is uh, I just saw a really neat news clip uh, of course you know what uh, the Code Kids project we're working with David Alston we had David in as a guest last week and um, we're so what we're doing is we're filming this whole process of getting coding into schools. And what we're finding are the most amazing, talented uh, young entrepreneurs from grade 10, grade 11, who are building these apps. There's one uh, young fellow named Caleb Pickles in Cape Breton who is design, designing an anti-bullying Facebook app, hmm. which is incredible. And I just found this other kid who's 15 years old in Halifax who uh, him and two of his buddies designed an app that's going to help companies make sure that the... Um, the e-commerce purchasing experience is perfect for their customers. We're talking 15 years old, you know? Mm. So these are amazing stories to me. And I just get so excited to think that kids are doing this now. There's so many of them, right? There's there's Raphael Pondegle out of Moncton. He's he's practically a Launch 36 graduate still in high school and working on his third startup. Um, One of the, the... 
a B2B online system shop pulse that he pitched at a demo day a few years ago. I remember some young guys pitching us a different company that they were starting out of out of high school. And actually, somebody for your podcast that you might be interested in would be Kathy Simpson, who works for T4G, who's been part of organizing the Big Data Congress. They've added a new event this year for high school students, and they just announced it, I think, last Friday, and they already have 150 students confirmed to come uh, to a 90-minute session in St. John on Saturday the 25th um, to talk about technology and coding and Hadoop, which I think is a visualization program. And so young people are obviously into technology and and have a lot of entrepreneurial spirit and nature. So I was really encouraged to see that both T4G was offering this and that the uptake from students has been huge and rapid. So it might be interesting to explore more about what those 150 students do in St. John and in a month's time. Oh, I think that's awesome. So here's one thing that uh, you are blessed with right now, Susan, is you're not in the sound booth with Dave and I. So that is actually a blessing because it gets rather warm. We don't have a clock. We we never know when the podcast is coming to a close, except when the temperature rises. Uh, I'd say about forty two degrees Celsius is when we start to start to wrap up. So David, do you have an, dripping down your nose? <laughs> and what we'd like to do is uh, we'd like to do a really quick uh, lessons learned recap, uh, and you're included in that conversation, Susan. If we could just take two minutes, David, how about you? What uh, what are a few takeaways? Well, I'm just you know as I was listening to that last little piece that you know Susan's talking about the 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 uh, the big data event uh, with T4G and I, I just think you know it's so true about um, optimism is such an important ingredient in uh, you know in, in an entrepreneur um, in our region and, and just as I'm listening to you know all the examples Susan is giving and, and the ones you just gave Greg you know there's lots of reasons to be optimistic uh, man there's, a, there's like a really bright future so that's the big takeaway for me yeah and I'd say yeah, for me it's just going back to that risk and being a risk taker I think in its DNA is optimism <laughs> you have to have a certain level of optimism if you're going to be a risk taker and uh, you know I, I'm always going to take that as a as a, as a as a top takeaway Susan how about you uh, just from this conversation well, yes I think a third element I'd add to this and it reflects back to our previous conversation the ingredients of optimism and risk those come when you share and do things with the community. Mm -hmm. So it's much less scary to jump and it's much easier to be optimistic when you have a pep talk from the person beside you or as a supportive hand or shoulder or foot of your neighbor or mentor or partner in business. So, you know, if you've got that drive in your gut that, that is propelling you to be risky, if you have optimism that you can be successful, then shout it out, tell the community, tell you guys, uh, you'll find people rally around you and amplify that um, that risk and that optimism so that uh, we really can grow a, a great a great startup business environment here in New Brunswick and beyond. That is awesome. She is a tireless champion of entrepreneurship. Yes, a tireless <laughs> champion <laughs> of, of, of the Entrepreneur Olympics. We have a champ, a gold champion right here. Yeah, thanks, and, Susan. And I, I'm just wondering, Susan, as a closing thing, every mm. guest we've had so far has helped us define what this podcast is. Um, usually it's got something to do, we don't have a title for this podcast yet and that's why you know, somebody said hot box and I, it was me who said, it. okay, I have to, yeah. that might not be appropriate. Um, then we had the sauna because it's so bloody hot in here. And then David, David Olson said, why don't you call Olsen it boiling point? Boiling point. And I, I think that's nice, but I'd like to give you an opportunity. If you were doing this podcast, uh, now knowing what the, what, what the driving force of it is, yeah, give us a title. 
Mm, ooh, that's really tricky. I'm trying to think of how like the, the, the sweaty effort that you guys are putting there. <laughs> the sweaty the effort podcast. In, in some cool, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Drippy noses and sweaty... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Something, something like that about raising the temperature, really. You know, we're, we're raising the temperature here with our effort and our hard work and, and generating some real heat and excitement um, here in, in Atlanta, Canada. So something around along those lines. You're awesome. Thanks so much, Susan. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Thanks, guys. Have Pleasure a great day. To you. Talk soon. You too. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.